I'm Hazel Goodman, and welcome to The Winner's Call. I am so excited to share God's Word with you today. He led you to this podcast because He has great plans for your life. You are born to win, born to reign in life. You are no ordinary person. You are destined by God for greatness. I'm born to win. I'm born to reign in life. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are together again, and I am so happy to be here to share with you as we continue our series on love entitled, Love Never Fails. But before we begin, let's pray. Father, pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, open my heart to receive your word today. Go on, pray that prayer. Father, In the name of Jesus, open my heart to receive your word today. Now begin to thank him by faith. Begin to thank him. Lord, we thank you for it. Father, we thank you for opening our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for opening our hearts and giving us understanding as we hear your word today. Holy Spirit, take control. Speak through me. Let them not hear me, let them only hear you. And to you, Lord, be all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And the church said, come on, say it, amen, amen. This month, we began our teaching series entitled, Love Never Fails, as I said, and our anchor scripture has been 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to 8. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Isn't that wonderful? That's such a great way to love and to think about love. And it's challenging because you can't do it without God. You know, that's, that's that, that's that God kind of love. So now to give you a brief recap of our first message, which was entitled Love Yourself, we said that God wants you to love yourself because Jesus said it in Mark 12, verse 30 to 31. Listen, Mark chapter 12, verses 30 to 31. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You were then asked the question, are you loving yourself? Are you in a love relationship with you? Or are you so busy taking care of the kingdom, your family, your neighbor's needs, that you don't remember to take care of you? Are you the last person on your list? Is your only rest time when you are sleeping? You know, some people are so overworked, they don't even rest properly when asleep. Genesis chapter 2, verse 2, listen. Genesis chapter 2, verse 2. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. Now, if God rested, you know you and I need to rest. And our message last week was entitled, What would love do? What would love do? And we were told that before reacting, we should get quiet. 
you know, something happens or someone does something and, you know, we want to just go off. <laughs> we should get quiet and ask ourselves the question, what would love do? And we also said that walking in love, you know, does not make you a fool or a pushover. God will help you to set boundaries and you will be empowered to take a stand when they're crossed. So don't be afraid to love, you know, to show love, to express your love, because the Holy Spirit is in you to first empower you to love and to give you discernment if you're being used or taken advantage of. So now with that understanding, and now that we're all caught up, let's begin today's message, which is entitled, Love Will Make Your Faith Work. Amen. Come on, say amen to that. Love will make your faith work. You know, we're all believing and trusting God for many things this year. I know I am. And to receive the blessings of God, you need faith. Faith is what takes your heart desires out of the invisible realm and brings them into physical manifestation. So we need our faith to work if we're going to enjoy good success, divine health, healing, prosperity, or any other desire. And as I tell you all the time, we are in partnership with God, right? The blessings of God don't just drop on you. Testimonies, breakthroughs, supernatural turnaround, they don't just happen. They have to be taken by faith. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. Listen, Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. So whether it's marriage, business, health, or any other domain of life, faith is needed for our breakthroughs, for a supernatural turnaround, for our testimonies. So therefore, love is needed. You know, I, I think of it this way. Love is the engine that causes our faith to bring in the breakthroughs. You know, a fabulous car. Let's say somebody gave you a fabulous car for Valentine's Day. <laughs> and it's in the driveway or it's in your garage, but it doesn't have an engine. It ain't going nowhere. It can't work. And that's the same thing with faith. Faith without love won't work. Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. Listen, Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith, which worketh by love. You heard that? And it's, it's also important that we understand that faith on its own can fail. Faith on its own can fail. But when it's hooked up to love, it can never fail. Remember what Jesus said to Peter in Luke chapter 22, verses 31 to 32? And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. That thy faith fail not. And of course, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 8 told us, love never fails. So, let us keep in mind that if we are not walking in love toward ourselves and others, our faith won't work. Now, let's listen to some testimonies of how some people experienced a supernatural turnaround when they added love to their faith. I'm going to read some excerpts from Kenneth E. Hagen's book, Love, The Way to Victory. That's the book that we recommended for you this month of February 2021. And I hope you've gotten it by now. It's great. It has so many insights. You know, it will definitely um, grow your faith and your love. So now let's listen. 
So the first testimony I'm going to read is about a woman who received her healing um, when she let go of some stuff. <laughs> Listen. Over the years, I've noticed that those folks who listen to the word and respond to it by making the necessary adjustments in their heart are the ones who receive their healing. Only a small percentage of people receive healing who only go to one meeting, don't get into the word for themselves, and don't make any needed changes. For example, a woman came to my wife and me after a meeting once and said, I've had some stomach trouble and a respiratory problem for some time. I decided to go to every one of your services and to get in the healing line at the end of the week. She had already been to almost every leading healing evangelist in America at that time, but had not been healed. This woman said, Toward the end of the week, I began to realize that before I could get into the healing line and expect God to do something for me, I was going to have to get my heart right by calling my brother to ask him to forgive me. She went on to explain to my wife and me that she and her brother had had a disagreement 25 years before. You hear that? 25 years. Wow. They had not spoken to each other since, yet they both claimed to be Christians. Folks ought to have enough sense to know that if they don't receive healing after hands have been laid on them a few times, particularly by those who are especially used by God along this line, they should look on the inside to see if they are out of line with God's word somewhere. They should check up on themselves and start changing and making the necessary adjustments because God never changes. But too many times when folks don't get healed, they want to lay off all the responsibility on God or on someone else. But they need to check up on themselves first. This woman checked up on the inside and realized she still harbored resentment and unforgiveness against her brother from something that had happened 25 years earlier. She had recently been filled with the Holy Spirit, but she had been saved for many years. If she had been listening to her spirit, the Holy Ghost would have led her to reconcile with her brother years before. Sometimes it takes some people a long time to change, but it doesn't have to. They could change sooner if they would just learn to walk in love. Anyway, she called her brother long distance and said, I just wanted to call and ask you to forgive me. I was wrong. He said, I'm so glad you called. I was thinking about calling you. You weren't to blame. I was. I've been intending to call you to ask you to forgive me. They each finally agreed to take 50% of the blame. She told him that after the meeting, she was going to fly to New York to visit him. She told me later that after she got things right with her brother, she felt a deep sense of peace and well-being on the inside. She lay down to take a nap before the evening service. Later, she told my wife and me, when I woke up, I couldn't find a trace of any kind of sickness. I mean, every symptom and every pain completely disappeared. She said, I've never felt so good in all my life. All my stomach problems have disappeared, and so have my lung problems. She said, I came all the way down here to the meeting, and I never did get in the healing line. But when I forgave my brother and got things straightened out with him, I got healed. The moment she started walking in love, she could claim God's promises about healing. Over a period of many years, I've had person after person tell me that same thing. They had to forgive someone and get the situation straightened out before they could receive their healing. Some of them were even terminal cases. One man told me, my doctor said you'll be dead in 30 days. 
The man just made the necessary adjustments in his heart by getting rid of every bit of ill will, animosity, and unforgiveness, and he's healed and still alive today. I never did have to pray for him or lay hands on him. Think about that. He was healed of terminal cancer when he exercised forgiveness. In more than half a century of ministry, I've dealt with thousands of people who needed healing. Not all at one time, of course, but I'm talking about dealing with sick people on a one-to-one basis over a period of many years. I've known people who got in the healing lines of nearly every leading evangelist of the day and still did not get well especially in days gone by when there were healing revivals everywhere. Then I've seen those same people make a trip to the prayer room and get their heart right with God. Then you didn't even have to pray for them. Their illness disappeared completely. In my own ministry, I've had many people come forward in my healing lines who had been in everyone else's healing line in the country. They made a trip to the prayer room, got some things straightened out in their heart, and they were instantly healed. They didn't have to get in anyone's prayer line. In fact, no one had to pray for them at all. They just got healed. Some people are slow about catching on to the fact that faith simply will not work without love. People ought to know that if men of God, particularly those who are used of God along the line of healing, lay hands on them and they don't get any results, they ought to start examining themselves. God doesn't ever change. Therefore, they are going to have to be the ones to change and make adjustments in their love walk. You see, the Bible says it's the entrance of God's word that gives light. Psalm 119 verse 130. And when you walk in the light of that word, you receive the results, benefits, and the fruit thereof. I've been in the healing ministry for nearly 60 years, and I know from experience that so many Christians fail to receive their healing because they're unwilling to straighten things up with others. They are unwilling to rid their heart of anything that isn't right with God. Sometimes they need to forgive someone else, but sometimes they just need to forgive themselves. Some folks will forgive others, but not themselves. But they have to forgive themselves too in order to walk in health. Isn't that powerful? Ah, We'll get there. We'll get there. In Jesus' name, we will get there. Come on, say amen. Say amen again. Amen. Now listen to this one. The God kind of love can even transform a marriage. I make mention sometimes about a minister's wife who called my wife for help because she was just about to leave her husband. Her husband was both mentally and physically abusive to her. I told my wife, see if you can get both of them to come over so we can talk to them. When they arrived, among other things, I asked them if they had the Amplified Bible. They did. So I told them on a 3 by 5 card, write out 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8. Then when you go to bed at night, both of you read those verses out loud. Then read them again when you wake up in the morning. After several weeks, the wife called my wife back and said, You know, every morning and every evening, we've done just what Brother Hagen said to do. We've read those verses on the love of God out loud. Then she said, Every single day since we've been reading those scriptures, my husband has apologized to me. He said, I can't believe I mistreated you as I did. I can't believe I said those things to you. And instead of allowing his flesh to dominate him, this man began letting his spirit dominate him. The love of God had already been shed abroad in his heart or his innermost being. He just had to learn how to tap into that love. 
When he started letting the God kind of love dominate him, his wife told us, he's just become a different person. Not only has he become a different person, but so have I. We're both different people now because the love of God has changed us. God's love never fails. This was several years ago. My wife and I have seen this couple in more recent years, and they're very happy together. They told us that their ministry is prospering and their lives are better just because they learned how to let the love of God dominate them. The God kind of love changed them both. Thank God they learned where the answer is. The answer to so many problems in life is found in this statement, God's love never fails. Therefore, if you learn to walk in love, then you're never going to fail either, are you? I'm talking about divine love, God's love in us, not human love. And if a husband and wife will walk in God's love, their marriage won't fail either. It would be absolutely impossible. You see, God's love is in us, but it is up to us to put it into action and exercise it so it can grow and develop. Since God's love will not fail, we need to find out more about this kind of love. We need to find out how to develop God's love and how we can cause it to grow and mature. The End Isn't that awesome? Oh, so uplifting, so encouraging. You know, oftentimes the breakthroughs we're praying about and the supernatural turnaround we're looking for is in our mouths. These breakthroughs that we just listened to all happened because someone decided to forgive, to let go, to love, and their heart desires became realities. And as we commit ourselves to expressing our love by our words and our actions, there will be nothing to hinder our faith from working, and the things we have been secretly desiring will become realities for us to enjoy. Come on, say amen. Because love never fails. Love never fails. Let's give God thanks for the word we've heard and received. Come on, thank Him. Father, we thank You. Lord, we praise You for it. Thank You for this word, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, this kind of forgiving love is only possible when the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is living in your heart. He comes to dwell in your heart when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So, if you've never accepted Christ, or if you knew Jesus Christ, but you got separated from Him, He sent me to tell you He loves you and He's calling you to come back home. You know, people are saying a lot in the midst of a pandemic right now, be safe, be safe. But there's no real safety if you're not covered under the blood of Jesus Christ. So both groups, pray this prayer with me now. Dear Lord, I come to you today. You know my life. You know how I have lived. Forgive me, Lord. I repent of my sins. I accept you, Lord Jesus, as my Lord and Savior, my physician and healer, my provider, who died for my sins. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and live your life in me and through me. From this day forward, I belong to you. Bow your heads now as I pray with you. Father, these are your precious children that have prayed this prayer with me in this hour. Lord, you drew them. No man can come unless you draw them. And you drew them to bless them. 
And so, Father God, let the word that they have heard go deep into their hearts and minds and let it bring about healing, let it bring about transformation, let it bring about a supernatural turnaround in their lives. And to you alone be all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, welcome. You have just come home to the kingdom of our Father, Almighty God, and a change has taken place within you. The Holy Spirit has now come to live in you, and He will counsel you, strengthen you, comfort you. Now commit to growing your faith in God and knowing God by spending quality time meditating in His Word, the Bible. Also, ask the Lord to lead you to that church building where you belong. You know, we are a virtual church, and we're here to teach you and encourage you in the faith. But God also has a place you know, a physical building where you will fellowship live with believers. I attend Winner's Chapel in Hempstead, Long Island. And if you live in the New York area, you're welcome to worship with us there. And please continue to attend our live Zoom meetings Monday to Friday. Visit our website, hazelgoodmanministries.org. Listen to our weekly podcasts, subscribe, and your faith will grow from strength to strength. Welcome to the family of God. Jesus is Lord. Now, before we receive the prophetic blessing and pray a special prayer that will strengthen our love life, let's first receive our love offering, and I'll be right back to pray with you. If this ministry is a blessing to you, please visit hazelgoodmanministries.org and sow your love offering. Now, I'd like us to pray this little prayer before we close. Pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, Show me where my love is lacking and empower me to love. Come on, pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, show me where my love is lacking and empower me to love. Show me where I need to be more loving. Put it in your own words. Show me where I need to be more loving. Now, if you believe he's heard you, come on, begin to thank him for it. Father, we thank you, we praise you, we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, I seal these prayers with the blood of Jesus Christ. And as you go, know that God's Holy Spirit is going before you, making safe, joyful, and successful your way. As you go, know that all things are working together for your good. In the name of Jesus. As you go, remember you are the head, not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You are the lenders, not the borrowers. A thousand will fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. And whoever gathers against you will fall for your sake. No weapon formed against you will prosper, and every tongue rising in judgment you shall condemn. Why? Because this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, the children of the Lord, and that's you. Come on, say, that's me. Say it again. That's me. Amen and amen. I love you. God bless you. We'll be together next time. If you are blessed by our podcast, please subscribe on any of your favorite podcast platforms. We can also be found on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please subscribe and leave a review. Also, visit us at hazelgoodmanministries.org. I love you. God bless you. Remember, you are born to win, born to reign in life. 
You're no ordinary person. I'm you are destined by God for greatness. I'm no ordinary person. I'm destined for greatness. Are you born to win? Hey, yeah. Are you born to reign in life? You are no ordinary person. You are destined for greatness.